Hey everybody, it's Danny. I want to say thank you for tuning in to the Heartway Podcast. And I want to give a special thanks to those of you who are tuning in from really all over the world. We're so grateful that you are a part of our community and that you listen in on an ongoing basis. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, I want to ask you to share this with a friend. You never know the impact that one of these messages can have in another person's life. And if you yourself have been impacted and you'd like to continue to partner with us to keep this work going, Check us out at heartwaychurch.com slash give. Every dollar that you give goes a really long way towards helping us do what it is that we do. Well, we love you. Really hope you enjoy the podcast. What's going on, Heartway? How y'all doing? Hey! <laughs> It is a true honor and pleasure to be able to get up and share with you this morning. I always say that, right? I know you guys that know me. I say it every time because I honestly mean it. This is a prayer answer. This is me being able to do something that I ask God to give me the opportunity to be able to do. So I am grateful to be able to get up and share with you this morning. So today's message it actually came from the um, La Mesa. Who was at La Mesa about a month ago? All right. So the title of the message is called The Culinary Experience of God. The Culinary Experience of God. You see, as you guys can see, I got my spices up here. We're going to talk about all of these different seasonings. I just want to grab this one right here, put that one up a little bit, and this one right here. You see that cayenne and that honey? That's a little bit that sweet and spicy. Yeah, that lady that just walked off the stage, that's that sweet and spicy, right? (laughs) But where are all my ladies that's a little sweet and spicy, though? Huh? You know, even it's the quiet ones you got to watch out for. They got a little bit more spice than you know. (laughs) So let's talk about the culinary experience of God. You see, for me, I've love to cook since I was a kid. And so my grandmother, she was a chef, um, not at one restaurant or two restaurants, but three restaurants. And so when my mom and my dad actually separated, we moved in with my grandmother. And so my mom was actually working two jobs at the time. And my grandmother, like I said, she was working three at three different restaurants. So it was just me at the house. And so I'm like, you know, like, What's up, mom? What are we going to do? I'm tired of calling McDonald's and Burger King mama because they're the only ones cooking for me. And they like, you better get in the kitchen and try to figure it out. And so that's what I did. I got into the kitchen and I started to play with some of the ingredients. And one of the things that I found that was so exciting for me was it helped open up my creative side. It helped me to be able to understand mixing these two ingredients and how they're going to come together. You see, for me, sometimes, even now, I will actually smell a spice to see if that's what I want my food to smell like when it's done. I will smell it to see if that's what I want it to taste like. I'll put my finger in it. And so when you get a chance to really open up a spice I mean, there are so many different spices out there. It can really open up your palate. And so I got a chance to be able to allow my creative side to flow since I was 14. 
And then there's the other side of why I love to cook. Now, this part may be a little bit selfish. So listen, Heartway, don't judge me. I need y'all to help work with me. All right, I'm going to share a little secret. You guys okay? You gonna, all right, you're going to keep it right here, right? I guess in the YouTube people right there, all right? <laughs> all right, so I love to cook because I get a chance to create something that other people get a chance to enjoy. But that's not the selfish part. You see, I know that I'm good at it, and so I kind of look forward to the compliments. <laughs> that's my little secret, you know, because it's like, oh, I know I'm good. I'm just like, how's it taste? How's it taste? It's like, oh, Cliff, it's just so good. It's just, oh, man, these seasonings. It's like, okay, I appreciate it, you know. And then I kind of try to act humble. Oh, you know, thank you so much. I'm a Leo, y'all. I'm a Leo. You get what I'm saying? It's a little bit of, it's nice arrogance. It's nice arrogance. And so those are the things that I, like, for me, again, it's being able to create, it's being able to enjoy those different things. And so when I started to prepare for this message and I started to look at in the Bible about food, do you know they mention food 1,207 times in the Bible? And my favorite out of all of those is the land flowing with milk and honey. That is one of my favorite, and that is actually mentioned in the Bible over 400 times, land flowing with milk and honey. And so I had to start to really, I wanted to know what was the whole point of land flowing with milk and honey? What do you mean? Like, is, you know, milk coming down from the trees? Like, what is land flowing with milk and honey? And so when I started to dive in, what it meant was, is that for the milk side of things, it means that the animals that was grazing, the grass was so good for them, the soil was so rich that what it produced was incredible milk, right? And then likewise for the honey, it was the bees. And so again, the soil was so good and the plants and the flowers were so much in bloom that the honeys were able to be able to pollinate and be able to produce the honey. So it's the land flowing with milk and honey. You see, it was something within that soil. So as we jump into today's message about the culinary experience of God, there's three phases that I want to walk you through. The first phase that we're going to walk through is called the planting. You see, the planting part is when the farmer goes out and he starts to plow the area so that way he can drop the seeds that are going into the ground. Let's take a look at this scripture. So before we read the scripture, I want to set the scene. This is when Jesus is talking uh, and he's teaching in parable. He talks about when we plant seeds, sometimes they will fall on rocks. And so their lifespan of being able to try to plant and uproot is not there because they don't have what? Good soil. And so when it comes to this part, it says still other seeds fell on good soil where it produced a crop. 160 or 30 times what was sown. I have a, I have a humbling fact I want you guys to, to um, hear. Everything that we eat, every single thing that we eat, now maybe there's some random thing, um, but everything that we eat either has to be broken or give up its life. Everything that we eat either has to be broken or give up its life. And I'll give you this understanding. 
You see, I brought some seeds because um, I want you guys to see. When you see a seed, right, you would think that the tree that will grow from this lemon seed it comes from the whole thing, and that's incorrect. You see, this seed, what you see right now is just a shell to which this shell has to be broken so that way the plant can take root and grow. You see, this is the part of the message where it can get a little bit uncomfortable because we all have to be broken at some point in time or another. We don't like the whole process of being broken. Maybe you are broken right now, or maybe you have gone through a brokenness. Anybody been broken before? Yes. Right? Anybody going through a season right now of being broken? What I would want to be able to convey to you, whenever we get up and teach, it is for God to be able to speak through us that in hopes that this message will encourage you, will uplift you, will help you have a sense of peace. And what I want to encourage you today is being broken is nothing to be ashamed of. So many times in our society, we always look at social media and we see all these wonderful things that people have gone through. But I want to be, come here today to tell you that even the people that you see on social media and it seems like they're living their best life, they too have been broken at some point in time or another. And if they haven't, tell them to keep living. You see, the brokenness is something that is a must. I challenge you today to not look at the brokenness in your life, whether you're in it right now or if you have gone through it, to not to look at it as something to be ashamed of. I would caution in saying it's something to be celebrated. But as a farmer who has planted the seed, he waits with great anticipation of that seed being broken. Just as God looks and he waits with anticipation for you to be broken, not so that way he can look and, and look down upon you and figure out, oh, I need to grab this person. It is part of the process. It is a part of the process so that way you can actually be better. You see, it is the same way when you get baptized. When we baptize someone and we get ready to we talk with them and we pray with them. And the premise of it is because when you baptize, you are dying to the old to be raised up with the new. Is it funny how through both of those processes you need water? What is Jesus? He is the living water. And so if we take time to realize that in our brokenness, where sometimes we feel like that we are buried underground and the weight of all our stresses in our life is sitting all around us on our shoulders, that it feels sometimes that we can't breathe. And then the water comes. And then sometimes we don't understand why that water is there, because water sometimes when when it's mixed with soil, it starts to compact. That's Jesus being there right there with you. He is compacting and putting himself all around you so that way you can feel the love. The only difference is you have to understand how to discern the difference from the extended pressure of everything that you've been feeling and God's love. You see, he wants you to understand that you have to go through this process because then you can take root in him. 
then you can take root and grow and blossom and you can be fruitful. You can be fruitful in everything that you do. Brokenness is nothing to be ashamed of. Share your brokenness. Let your brokenness lead the way. Let it be the story that you tell. So that way, when you get on the other side of that, you can say, I was here. But my, oh, my, look where God has brought me to. Don't hide that story. Don't keep that story to yourself. Sometimes we go through things in life, and I know you heard me say this before. We go through these things in life, and they're actually not even meant for us. We go through these things in life so that way somebody else that may not be as strong can go through those things vicariously through us. So if we just take our time and breathe and know that God is right there through our brokenness, he will help us through it. He gives us those people that we need in our life. So if we take a second and we look around the room, we can see that community that God has placed in our life to help us through this brokenness. The next stage of this is our harvesting and preparation. You see, the harvesting is when things are starting to bloom and we start to look at all of the, the things that God has placed in our life. The reason why I call this the culinary experience of God, because all of these different seasonings start to represent something in our life. All of these different seasonings start to represent the good, the bad, the hard, the bitter, the uncomfortable. So as you guys always know, whenever I teach, this is a participatory sport. And so I want somebody to come up. Anybody willing to come up? You coming up? <laughs> listen, listen. You, you come on up, right? Sh show everybody what you've already started. Please. Give. Do you see what is happening? This is the creativity. God's hands are a creative phenomenon. And so he's put creativity in each of us. And so for Priscilla, it comes out on paper. All right, you ready for this? Okay. So I want you to stand on this side. What we have up here is we have a little bit of Cajun seasoning. We have a little bit of Himalayan salt. I didn't want to just get regular white salt. You know, I had to, <laughs> I had to get the Himalayan pink salt. Right? <laughs> we have a little bit of cayenne. We have some honey and we have some lime juice. This last one, I'll save. You can read it, but I'll save this one. So you ready to taste some? Oh, yeah. Yeah, see? <laughs> Second thoughts? You ready? Okay. Okay. Cayenne, too. But I have some drinks up here. I have water, and then I have something else to balance the palate off, okay? All right. The first one. Here you go. Tell me what that one is. Mm. You see the depths of the seasoning? That's the Cajun. Okay. All right. Here we go. I ain't going to give you a lot. I want your blood pressure to go up. <laughs> 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 right. 
Okay. The saute. Okay. The occasion sometimes represents those things in our life that is flavorful. Those things that help us to bring out who we are. Or maybe it's the people that helps bring out who we are. The salt represents sometimes those things where it could be good or bad because salt adds flavor. But salt can actually be salty, which could be too much of that. Sometimes we have those relationships in our life that have been a little too salty and we need to figure out that they are, yeah, (laughs) we need to get rid of those things. There's too much of that. I'll give you a little bit. You know, it's a little red, so you already know what that one is. It speaks to you before you put it to your tongue, right? (laughs) A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Spicy things. And again, like I told y'all before, that spicy can be good. (laughs) Right? That spicy represents those relationships that are a little bit... um, you know, intriguing. There's something interesting. It may actually bring you out your comfort zone, right? It'll come get you. It, it will. It will. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to, before I get into the sweet one, here you go. Uh-oh. See, that got a little bit of lemon and a cayenne. It's a mix. Uh-huh. It's a little bit bitter. You Listen. So the thing about the ingredients that we so often shy away from, sometimes have the healing properties that we need to help us to be better. Because if you can take a little bit of, (laughs) if you take a little bit of cayenne and you mix with a little bit of lemon and a little bit of turmeric, it actually has healing properties for your body. It is the spices that we need in our life. God is trying to use those things in our life to heal us. You ready for the next one? All right, this one's a little bit sweet. Oh, yeah. It is. This is Pooh Bear's favorite. (laughs) It's that honey, right? This is those sweet things in life. These are the things in life that help bring smile and joy to you. These are the things that could be a uh, promotion, It could be a new relationship. It could be that thing that you have been praying for. Then God said, yes, I'm going to bless you with this opportunity. I'm going to bless you with this loved one. It's so sweet things in life. And I like how the sweet was after. It's like the sweetness that comes after all of the. It just makes me think of the sweetness that can come if you choose to look at it in the way after the challenges like the growth, like the sweetness that comes from the brokenness. That's it. Mm-hmm. And so the last one I'm going to give you mm-hmm. is this one. Mm-hmm. You can just take a small piece. Mm-hmm. This last ingredient is time. Mm-hmm. This time can be bitter. It is. It's Gatorade, unless you want more water. I'll take some water. Okay. <laughs> it's blue. 
<laughs> Everybody give it up for Priscilla. I left time for the last one for a reason. You see, because time is that thing that can be better to us. Time is that thing that we do not want to wait for. We do not want to wait for those things to be done. All of these ingredients has to go through their process of preparation in our life. You see, sometimes we pray to God and say, listen, you know, he, we place our order. We need a little bit of marinara sauce. We need a little bit of um, um, Parmesan cheese and mozzarella and maybe and some dough. And see, the way we look at things, we want things right now. But if God gave you those ingredients right now, it'd be a hot pocket. <laughs> the way you want it is a hot pocket. But see, God has something better in store for you. You see, because he needs to take time to be, because if he takes time, he can prepare better ingredients for you. The process may be hard, it may be long, but as he takes the dough and he actually needs the dough by hand, slowly making sure that it has time to do what? Rise. And then he rolls that dough out and be able to spread the freshly ground tomatoes with his seasonings that's been added into it and place it across the dough. And then he takes the cheese that he had to make from hand from the milk and he starts to spread it across the dough, right? And then he folds it up and he puts it in the oven and he allows it to bake. If you take that um, preparation, if you take the time out of that, you will get something that is undone. You will get something that is not ready. But if you give just the right amount of time and you put it at the right temperature, you see temperature is very important throughout this whole process. Temperature can actually feel like pressure but it is something that is needed to be able to bring out the best flavors and to bring out the best of you. And so when it's all done and that bell goes off and what you have is a pizza or a calzone, you have something that is flavorful, you have something that is perfectly made just for you. You see, a lot of times we operate in the I think. I think this is going to work out. I think that if I just do this, this will happen. I think that if I make this step right here, this is going to happen. I think. But see, God operates in the I know. For he is the all-knowing God. He operates knowing that if they just give me the time that I need and stop trying to take and peek in this oven, I will prepare something for them. If they just give me the time that I need and just trust in me, it will all come together. If they just give me the time that I need, I know that all of the tears that they have shed, all of the blood that they may have bled, all of the broken relationships, all of the things that they've had to sacrifice will all come together perfectly for what my plan is. You see, God has not looked at you and thought, well, maybe I can do this or I think I can help them grow through this. God has said, I have known your beginning and your end. 
And if you allow me time, I will prepare a table before thine enemies. I will prepare a table in front of your friends and your family for you to be able to sit there and enjoy. Which leads me to my next. Breaking of the bread. In the Jewish tradition, they would break bread together. And they would break this bread during um, Shabbat, and it's called, I, actually, when you read it, it's spelled C-H-A-L-L-A-H. First, you know, my, I'm like, oh, chala. You know, but it's not chala. It's hala. And so during this time, they would break this bread by hand. There is something about breaking the bread by hand. You see, they were not supposed to use knives during this time. And if we start to think, there was another that broke the bread by hand. You see, Jesus sat at that table and he broke the bread and he said, this is my body. Take, eat this, do this in remembrance of me. You see, everything that we go through is to remember our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Every process that we do is for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So when we break this bread, we can finally enjoy the things that we have gone through. We can enjoy the things that we have been praying for. Now, I'm not saying that when you get to the stage of breaking bread, that you are going to be at this point that everything that you have ever prayed for has come to fruition. That may happen. It may not, but what you get at breaking that bread is peace. You see, when we are broken, when we've died to ourselves and come back and we decide and make the decision to be able to go and seek God and allow God to permeate through every part of our bodies and our minds and our hearts, what we get is what we have always should have been praying for which is peace, peace in him so that way we can rest in him. So that way when trouble comes, because just because you've been broken once doesn't mean that things in life won't try to come again and break you again. But you see, the difference is I now have peace. The world can be in turmoil all around me, but and I could not have all of the things on my my prayer list. But you know what I do have? I have peace. And that peace is surpasses everything. It surpasses every need that you could ever have. And so if we stop and we think for a second, as God takes all of these things and put them together, it's so that way he can give you peace. So as we start to close up, I know you're thinking, well, Cliff, how do I make this a practical thing? Well, actually, before that, there's a quote by Gandhi. Gandhi says, God comes to the hungry in the form of food. How many times have God said in the scriptures, come, drink of me and you will never thirst again. Right. If we eat and we take the body that has been broken for us then we will have everything that we will ever need 
Jesus has been broken. If he made it through, you will too. The practical applications, I want to put up the last slide. I call this the recipe of life. The recipe of life. The first, give thanks. Give thanks for all the things that God has bestowed upon you. Give thanks for the moment that you have right now. Give thanks for the moments that you have gone through. Give thanks for the time when you've been trying to hurry up and get to work and you can't find your keys and you're a little upset trying to hurry up and drive to get to the office on time. Give thanks because God probably saved you from something. Give thanks for the things that God is doing behind the scenes to be able to make everything come together. Give thanks no matter what. Give thanks for the people sitting next to you. Give thanks for the people that you have in your life, whether good or bad, because it is between those good and bad that has actually helped you to become the person that you're supposed to become. Because you see, there would be no resurrection if there was no Judas. Give thanks for all of those things that you have gone through. You don't have to be excited or happy that you've gone through those things, but give thanks because God has used it all together to make you better. Give thanks because God has been able to take all of those things that you have gone through to be able to tell your story, to be able to help somebody else to be able to go through it. Give thanks because he's just God. Give thanks for the grace and mercy that he has been able to give you when you deserved it in the times that you didn't. Give thanks because he allows you to be able to smile. Give thanks because you got the use of your limbs. You give thanks because you can blink. Give thanks because you can take another breath. Start your day with giving thanks and you end your day giving thanks. And if you do that, everything in between, you will lead a life full of thanksgiving. The next one, dwell. Dwell or remember. Dwell on the things that serve you well. Dwell on the things that has made you stronger. Because it is sometimes because of those things that was hard and difficult that made you as strong as you are. I sometimes look at those single moms that go out each and every day and have to do the work of two parents. And if you look back at their life, they've actually been built for it. It sucks in the moment. But I would encourage you to know that God is right there with you. He has bestowed upon you the things that you need to be able to give you everything that you need to accomplish. If so, he would not have put you on that path. How can you think that God wants you to accomplish this or be this or that if he didn't give you the things that you need to do it? Dwell on the things that will serve you well. It is the same way as taking the food that you have for the nutrients of our body. When we say our prayers, thank you, Lord, for the food that we're about to receive for the nourishment of our body. Those are the things that we go through in life that are good and that are may be uncomfortable. But dwell on the things that serve you well, because if you dwell on those, then you will be able to respect the things that you have gone through so that way you can take the next step.
The next one is savor. Savor those moments in your life that you have gone through that has helped you grow. Savor our Lord and Savior. Feed on his word each and every day. So that way those things can take time to be able to take root in who you are. His word is called the living word. It lives and it breathes through you. So if you take time to dwell and savor on that word, I promise you, it will give you everything that you need. And more importantly, it will give you the peace that you need. The last one. Live the time. Don't watch it. Live the time. So many times in life we have these goals and the things that we want to accomplish and we're always looking ahead and watching towards this moment that we're supposed to get to. Or maybe those those things in life that have come in and have beat us down and we keep turning around. We want to keep watching the things from the past. Those things are dead and gone. Those moments are dead and gone. Take the time to be able to dwell on the things that served you well and remove the things that did not. But live in this moment. The best moment that you have is not what you had five seconds ago. It's not what you have in the future for tomorrow. The best moment that you have is this second. And this second. And this second and the next, and the next, because that's what we have right now. It is written that we know not the time nor uh, the day for when God will come back. So let us live our life knowing that we have done everything that we could. We've loved everyone that we could. We've talked to, we've made that call, that, that call that we've been denying ourselves to make to try to reconcile an old relationship. We have right now. Don't put off for tomorrow what you can do right now. So I encourage you, if there's something in your life that has been sitting stale, sitting right there, maybe God's trying to use that ingredient to get you what you've been praying for. Maybe God's trying to use that moment to be able to get you to your next we have to be able to let go of those things that we have in other for in efforts for God to be able to put in our hands that to which we have been praying for. So all we have is right now. We have this moment. Give more, do more, love more, serve more, be more. So that God can actually take all of those things and come together for an incredible culinary experience called your life. Thank you. I love you guys to pieces. You guys warm my heart each and every day. I hope that you guys have an amazing week. Go out and just be the best you that God has created you to be. Love you. Take care.